this pothole season. 315-755-6800. Sundance Leisure. Relax your overworked muscles and calm your tension with a hot tub or sauna. From Sundance Leisure, out of Washington Street, Watertown, L.A. Quarry. Locally owned by the Thompson family. Stone, topsoil, and sand ready for delivery or pickup in LaBargeville. 315-658-2004. The countdown is on. Doors to the Watertown Arena at the fairgrounds will swing wide open at 9 sharp this Saturday morning. Don't miss the Monster Yard Sale. Admission is just 5 bucks. L.A. Quarry is the destination for all your stone and seasonal topsoil and sand needs. L.A. Quarry has been providing limestone of various shapes and sizes and seasonal topsoil and sand to the residents of the North Country since 1991. The Thompson family have owned and operated the L.A. Quarry in Lafargeville and are dedicated to provide fast and friendly service. Their local delivery option is available and many times on the same day. Whether you're a contractor, a homeowner, or a business owner, L.A. Quarry has the stone, topsoil, and sand to improve your driveway and your property. Located at 19309 Grove Cemetery Road in Lafargeville, New York, just watch for the huge sign next to the cemetery. Save time, save money, and get what you need from the experts. The Thompson family at L.A. Quarry. Call 315-658-2004. That's 315-658-2004. And see L.A. Quarry on Facebook. Stop dreaming of a world without Alzheimer's disease and instead help make it happen. Thanks to the tireless work of advocates, the Alzheimer's Association has already helped pass critical legislation and increased federal research funding. But the work isn't done. The Alzheimer's Association needs you to build on this success in Washington and in Albany. Help change dreaming into doing. Visit ALZ.org today and join the fight. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting. The people who call you back. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting. The roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yes, indeed, yeah. In studio guest. For a uh, Tuesday uh, edition of the uh, Live at Five show, with yours truly here on AM 1240. Uh, The sun is out, as I can see, peering through the window here. It's still a little bit nippy outside, but nonetheless, uh, our local political season is certainly here. And while we could talk about the election process with, with Jude and Michelle here shortly, we're also going to share, our, uh, obviously, our opinions about what happened last night in City Hall. Because, uh, yeah, we had an earthquake like uh, a week and a half ago, but we also had one at City Hall uh, last, last night. And with us for the very first time, and I just want to just test out the microphones, uh, Jude, say something in that microphone. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Glad all, to be here. Wow, excellent. Good voice. And Michelle? Okay, step up a little bit more, Michelle, and I'm just a little bit on, I got you maxed out there. Uh, So we have with us, ladies first, Michelle Lefebvre. Yes. Uh, uh, from the, you are the uh, Democratic Elections Commissioner. Yes. And, of course, uh, your counterpart is obviously Jude Seymour, who's the Republican Elections uh, uh, Commissioner. And, first of all, uh, I, 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 when I was uh, uh, corresponding with 
with with Jude uh, last week or so, I didn't know we were going to get a two for one here. But this is about ba- this is fair and balanced. Is that right, Jude? Yeah, I mean we do everything as a group, so it made much it made total sense for for both of us to come on. Plus, I get myself yeah. in trouble when I come on alone. You know, D- how do you really, yeah. yeah. So so uh, you, you got to do everything in tandem. When, and when we you have, have something to like, do everything in right, tandem, right, right, right. But, but it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to do so. So uh, politically, uh, I got to ask you that right off the bat. I mean, you know, this is kind of like uh, what's his name the mouth from the south there. Uh, remember Mary uh, and. Uh, she was Republican. He was a little bit country. She was a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, Marlon uh, Matlin and James Max, Carville. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, sometimes, again, I'm not saying you guys are married, although you do make a very lovely couple, for the record, <laughs> uh, like Groucho Marx would say. But do you ever argue about politics together? Uh, so, I would, well, <laughs> <laughs> so we, as, I mean, we run the elections, but yeah. our office isn't very political. We don't really talk politics, right. um, and but we work really well together. Right. Every right. once in a while, we'll, we'll, we, I'll, we dro- I'll, dro- I'll drop a little nudge, you know, like your candidate, blah blah right. blah, yeah. you know, right. or whatever. But um, most of the time, you know, we don't we don't really know the candidates. We don't really have opinions about right. them or whatever. So you're, you're um, all part of the election process, needless to say. Yeah. 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 And and and, th- and you just were telling me in uh, the show prep prior to today's program. Uh, that the laws have changed dramatically just since 2019, and that's when the Democrats officially took over the state Senate at that point, Jude. Yeah, Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Yeah, I was telling you that we actually have 125 elections-related bills that have passed and been chaptered by the governor. So they're, they're laws, and, and some of them are ones that we're more familiar with, like early voting and the electronic poll books. And some of them are smaller laws that involve campaign finance or you know the order of ballots or anything like that. But everything we have to look over... We have to change our policy, modify our policy. Mm -hmm. We have now an early canvassing uh, that's changed the way that we do absentees. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a subject last night that actually came up during the during the council meeting or whatever. There seemed to be a misunderstanding about uh, the way something was two years ago is actually not the way it is now, and it just changes so Mm -hmm. quickly. Because of COVID, is that the big reason? Some of it it's COVID related, and some of it is just that the Democrats are looking for ways to reform to make the process and the way that they want to to see it. And so, because of the outcome they're looking for, or. Well, we're trying. They're trying to make it more voter friendly right, and right, right. make it easier for people to register to vote and to vote. Okay, <clears throat> and does that come down to Michelle about this whole argument about you know uh, proper IDs? Uh, we don't have enough kinkos. I mean, does it come down <laughs> to that, Michelle? Sometimes, the, I mean, I, everybody has their opinion. There's people here that you know want to. Um, they feel like they should have to show voter ID. Right. Um, we don't. We're a, a no voter ID state, um, and mm-hmm. that's because not everybody has the same access to getting ID. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a cost associated with it, and so by not requiring ID, we're including the people that. They can't afford to go and get an ID. But that obviously raises some red flags, which which we're, we're not here for. But you know, anyone, some people without an ID perhaps can go under someone else's name, or you know, does that is that an issue, guys? There's there's certainly some concerns, and yeah. I think they're I think they're 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 valid. But we should not try to blow them out of proportion, right? right? We train our inspectors to do a three step process in which they confirm the person's name, their address, and they have a signature on file that they can look at to match. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't feel like that's sufficient, we also have date of birth, and we can check that. So that's four identifiers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that somebody couldn't do that mm-hmm. but i'm also saying that the scope of which you're trying to to change the outcome of an election mm-hmm. would require you to have several several people doing this <clears throat> right, right? right and as right. you know about conspiracies the larger they get the more somebody's likely to blab well, right sure sure so, but, but it does it again it does raise questions as far as ids are concerned and again not not that we're here for that but you know the other uh, uh, thing uh, controversy that's come up are uh, illegal aliens or migrant workers and so forth and giving them uh, access to vote as well so uh, th- th- the, the landscape has changed. Uh, the Democrats rule. It's a blue state and so forth. We just got to go by the rules. The other big, big component that has changed over the last couple of years that Andrew Cuomo uh, put into place was they changed the, the primary month from September to June. Mm-hmm. Michelle, yeah. why did he do yes. that? Um, he did that to combine the local and state um, primaries with the federal primaries. Okay. So, yeah. and did that alleviate pro- issue? It seems like that's com- com- you know made things more uh, complex up here. And here's why. When people go out at a certain time in the month of March to, to go door to door in northern New York, uh, just because they want to make twelve thousand dollars a year to be, although uh, apparently Jeff Smith's changing that. God bless him. Uh, uh, but it, it's it's difficult. So you know, uh, 
does, did that add up here, in your opinion, Michelle? Well, nobody likes to go out in the middle of February, yeah, especially right. if you're going knocking on doors to ask for signatures. Um, that being said, I think it was a good thing because now people don't have, they only have two elections that they they can worry about instead of three. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it a lot easier for us in the office as far as how we can put the put the elections on. There's um, a much larger time frame in between the primary and the general, so we That's can true. get everything You're cleaned right. up from one election um, and have time to prepare for the next one. You probably don't remember this, but yeah. there was an inc incident where Cynthia Nixon lost the, the Democratic primary to Andrew Cuomo, who right. was, a, was a candidate for the Working Families line, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Her um, her getting off the Working Families line was so convoluted at that point that we had to mail out ballots to members of our military mm -hmm. in which she was still the named candidate in the Working Families Party, and mm -hmm. then send another round of ballots saying, with the, with the correct ballot or whatever mm. now moving those back to june alleviates that problem because it can go through the court iterations mm. and there's still plenty of time before we have to hit that september deadline right. Right. it used to be like one week after in which yeah. we had to meet a 45 because you're deadline. that much closer to the general election yes. you're that much closer so to the general that, election. that does okay but in as far as northern new york weather conditions are concerned it's a little you know abrupt absolutely and, we're, and actually we have we both passed petitions yes. so we're out there with you guys yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and now that we're on that because we just went through that whole process and a lot of people are running because as you know typically when there's, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking about politics these days, people that weren't normally engaged. In fact, we're, we're having a Mary, uh, Mary Ellen Blevins coming in on this Thursday. Oh, and nice. I think she's been very, very transparent about the fact that she never, she's uh, an accidental uh, <laughs> politician yeah. uh, because of what's happening in City Hall. So you have, at one point, 13 people. And then, and then it's squared down to what is it, how many people we have running now? We're at 10 now. We're yeah. at 10. So three, and again, a little controversy there because Spider, uh, Matthew, I believe his name is, yes. uh, you know, got into some, some, but the issue came about for the first time, Jude. Now, you've been here since 2005, worked at the Times, but has anyone ever, ever, in both cases here, Michelle, challenged a petition like we saw in recent months? Oh, yes. oh absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely, yes. To, to that extent, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had one against uh, Ryan Henry Wilkinson in 2017, mm -hmm. just to keeping in the city. Um, we had one against uh, Christina Mills in 2015 on her conservative petition, so it ultimately got her kicked off the conservative line. Wow, that was my first year. That was a really tough one because yeah. that, was, that was the first thing I had to rule on while I was like brand new. And right. of course, <clears throat> you know, I'm kicking my party's candidate off off a, a minor party line. But, right, right, um, right. You, you know, we're kicking just, her off the lifeboat. Yeah, exactly. So we're just, you know, we were following the law that to the extent that we were, and you know, we see challenges every single year as part of the process um and and frankly we didn't bat an eye at, at it when some when people started you right. know doing it so. So, so you guys are almost like you, you, you're like internal affairs i mean you, you, <laughs> got, you got you, you got to look at your your own party members in that particular case and say hey uh, this is a concern and you got to go by the book yeah, I mean, yes. I think there's levels to it, right? I think there there is the you can take a super interested to it, or you can just say, look, it's incumbent upon the party to to look at these petitions themselves. I'm not going to do the work for them mm -hmm. inside the office, right? Um, and so, you know, if somebody's asking for a copies of the petition, we go through the same process. Mm -hmm. It's a FOIL request that comes in. Everybody knows about it in the office. We fulfill it as soon as possible, and we let people have access to the information as, as much as information as they want. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some deadlines that they need to meet, and so you know, right. we had a couple of interested people that w went after some petitions or whatever but right right at the end of the day some of them followed through and some of them didn't yeah and that uh, ultimately eliminated three out of 13 or is that is, uh, it's, it's just two yeah just two okay so essentially you started off at 12 that's a lot though for for city council race yes. I, I haven't seen that amount in maybe 30 30 30 years or so in terms of the number of total candidates yes, yes. yeah yes, we were yes. trying to think back into how many total candidates that we'd ever seen i think nine was the most we'd ever come up with yeah so um you know danny francis called in on the hotline show today and he said uh, we need another choice for 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 mayor so well that first of all that's Danny's opinion <laughs> is Danny gonna run yeah yeah I, I, and, 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 and Jeff can't run uh, but Jeff of course uh, astutely said well the, you know that you know the, the the barn door is closed uh, you know the, the process is over could someone actually now I'm not just for the mayor all race and I'm not indicating anything here but could someone jump into the race other you know right now or would they just strictly be a write-in for a they would strictly be a write-in and we actually have that with Aaron Clemens and, and Brian Watson, who have indicated that they're going to be right in. Candidates. Okay, gotcha. So the other thing is, do you have do you guys have anything to do with the uh, with the school board uh, voting? No, and nothing at all. No, well they <clears throat> they use that their our machines. Yeah, okay. Um, and then our machine technicians build their ballot for them. But other than that, they do their. We don't count their votes. Themselves. So uh, you don't count their votes, and okay. why not? They want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love this world. You know, I really love this world. You know, you know how government works, right? You have your you have your core services, and yeah. then you have your ex. You have things that you want to add on to. Right. You know, m- m- some people might say. Owning a golf course isn't a core service of government, right? right. No, so yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we're point. not required by law to run school board elections. So mm-hmm. we would be taking on additional work for for basically no additional pay. And I understand that there's an, a desire for some people to standardize those elections and make them more like our elections. Right, right. Um, but, you know, school elections are kind of like the wild, wild west. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not really – the sign-in process is a lot different than ours. The verification process is a lot different. And – uh, frankly, we're not experts on education law. We're basically trying to understand election law every single day. So That's if it's changes. perplexing to, to you, to both of you, doesn't that raise questions to whether or not it's legitimate? <laughs> um, well, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's illegitimate by any means. Um, hmm. You know, they just the way I, they do it differently than we do. Hmm. And and there's only one polling place, right? It's just the high school. Or no, or, or are there other polls? Watertown polling? has two. I believe okay. Watertown has two. Watertown yeah. has two. Is, do you think, I mean, again, it's one of those forgotten races. Again, we're talking about essentially politics. Right. You have to be, it's, it's the election process. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's based on our constitution and what our country is all about. It's fascinating to me that something so pivotal, so important, uh, just like city council, just like county legislators, uh, is is done by intrinsically by the by by the school system itself. Uh, that in itself is raises a lot of questions. You guys have to jump through hoops to go through guidelines out of Albany. Some of them you agree with, some of them you might may not agree with. Yeah, and then you actually have to confront someone within your own party. And said, mm-hmm. hey, you did this wrong. You're, you're you're now from this point going forward, you're not a qualified candidate. Uh, God forbid if you ever had to do that for a high elected official, particularly an incumbent. But it seems like all of that is erased when it comes down to the school board uh, voting process. Would you agree with that? It seems like they're on their own. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, the fox running the hen house. Yeah, right? no and doubt. So, um, again, that's the way that it's it's been. The focus has been on reforming our the state, local, and federal elections. The, right. the legislators <clears throat> in Albany don't seem as concerned with school elections. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, interesting. I don't think we want to wade into it, uh, you know, <laughs> any more than we have. But right. you know, in in terms of you know. Different priorities. Who knows what happens, right? You know, you know what you should do. You should actually give them a defective uh, uh, a voting booth, <laughs> or whatever, a ba- ballot booth, uh, a machine, and just and don't tell them. And- <laughs> And, and and purposely, you know, and then and then they'll get the results, and then you know you won't get that phone call at say sometime at nine o'clock in the morning. Hey, this isn't working, or later on that night, what happened here? And if you don't get it, then you then you have a lot of answers. I mean, that certainly would be an answer. Yeah, that would yeah. certainly be an answer. It would mean that something <laughs> is up. Something is up. Okay, again, not here for that, but I thought I'd ask you. Okay, yeah. the big thing, and and we have someone on the line here a little bit, I, because there's so many things to cover. This is sure. a rare moment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Jude Seymour and uh, Michelle uh, Lefebvre with us today, talking about the election process. Uh, two polling places are being shut down for the general election. Am I right on that? It's a pause, well, yes. There's yeah. two in the city. There's five in the county. Total. Five in the county. And the reasons being, let me just my assessment from when I'm watching Journal 7, uh, <laughs> is that uh, budget cutbacks? You don't have enough people to work with? Or is this another Albany move to scale things down? No, it's a, it's, it's a myriad of things. <clears throat> yes. Um, we, we do have staffing issues, um, especially in the farther pole sites, um, such as Natural Bridge and Fisher's Landing. Um, some of it is from the lines moving with the new legislative and election districts. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to have, you know, multiple poll sites for one election district. Um, and it's a logistical thing with trucks. We have a hard time getting the trucks that we need to deliver the sure. equipment. Declining um, population, declining interest in voting. Good point. Yeah. Right. 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 And right. Turnout, we're losing congressional. Like, we lost an entire congressional district. We lost over 700,000 mm-hmm. people in 10 years and we're losing them a lot up here. So I guess that's all relative, right? That's what it all comes down to. When you lose population, particularly here in the city, right. you yeah. have less polling places. Yes. Michelle was asked by our city council last night what they could do to, to change our minds for 2024 and beyond. And I thought her answer was dead on, which was encourage more people to vote. Yeah, right, right. right. That would, Use that, the yeah. services that we're providing. However, and this, again, Jude, sometimes, you know, pe- pe- you know we, we realize uh, the importance of, of the voting process when someone like Cliff Only and I believe Lisa, uh, Councilwoman Ruggiero, uh, spoke up about it. And I know Cliff said that this is voting, voting voter oppression. And uh, you took offense to that, Jude. Yeah, I mean, look, I know what, I know what we're trying to accomplish, right? And I know that what, what we're doing to make sure that the voters aren't confused. I hope that they got our letters um, that explain their three options. We certainly sent it to every single person that we thought was affected by these, these pulse site pauses. 
And uh, I think it really outlined what you know the the options are. We're providing the same services in a different manner. I know that's emotional for people because sure. we're, they feel like we're taking away something. Mm-hmm. But we're, lit- we're literally just saying, here's the same service, just provided in a different manner. Right. Why do you think Cliff took objection to that? Is he being a politician or did, did he object to the actual part of the city that, it, I guess in his words, is lower income? Is, is that the way he looked at it, Michelle? That's what he says. Um, we didn't we didn't look at that. Midtown Towers has an incredibly low turnout rate, and it was just hmm. um, it's hard to justify keeping a poll site open right. um, when we have such low turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's disheartening to um, especially because you know we did take into ca- account the the voters that live in Midtown Towers when right. we made sure, that. Sure, sure, but um, that's done in like an hour or so when everyone right. voted. Yeah. You know, we sent them all an absentee application um, with a postage paid envelope so they can mail that back. There's a bus stop that is right in front of Midtown Towers that comes right to the county building so they can come to um, our office and vote early if they can't make it to the poll site on um, Election Day. Mm -hmm. They can call, you know, I encourage them to reach out to candidates or a party if they need a ride. um, To the poll site. Um, Like I like Jude said, we're we. We're just giving them the same thing in a sure, different way. Sure, sure. Uh, and again, you know, you can't be a politi- you can't be a good politician or one that you know, it's not uh, recognizes doing their job without making a stink about things. Mm-hmm. But last night, mm-hmm. Cliff Olney, our council person, made a stink about things. And I know we're not again we're not here about to talk about this, but you guys are a part of the whole process. And the I, 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 do we have attorneys on loan? Do we have a permanent one? Who's replacing Bob Slide? Does anyone know that? I have no idea. Uh, can we use? The, can we get the guy that was there last night from Rochester? I believe looked like Frank Thomas from the from the he, he Chicago did. White Sox. He had a very Frank Thomas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, all of a sudden, I thought he was going to talk about you know uh, pills to make get, oh, yeah, to get right. you excited. Uh, but this this gentleman, this attorney, thirty four years, and I only know that because he said it twice to say, "Hey, I've been doing this for thirty four years." That exchange between himself and, and uh, Councilman Cliff Olney was unprecedented. I ne- Did you ever see anything like that before? Uh, no, and in, in in honestly, it reminded me of an interaction that we had earlier that night. Um, you know, it, one of the things that's hard to internalize is when somebody says to you, well, my friend said this, and I said, well, but the subject matter expert just told you this, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, right. yeah, but th- I have this anecdote that's that says the opposite. Right. So, are you going to believe that the person with experience or are you going to just believe your friend? Because that's fine if you believe your friend, Mm -hmm. but again, why are we not being given the benefit of the doubt? And and I actually felt seen in terms of the, the, the lawyer saying, look, this has been my craft for 36 years. Right. Right. Look, this has been my craft Mm -hmm. for eight years. Mm -hmm. It's been Michelle's craft for 14 years. Right. 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 This is what we do day in and day out. And, 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 you know, we, we think about these things thoughtfully Mm -hmm. and we know that we make decisions that are unpopular, but at the same time, when you come in and say, I know better than you how to do your job, that's it's hard for, it's hard to square that circle. Right. But in addition to that, I thought he made a very good observation. He's a guy outside looking in. He's, He's not even a resident of this area. I don't know how many meetings he's been to, but he certainly assessed things very, very easily <laughs> when he actually spoke to. And you know what? I think Cliff got really upset and he did the dribble stuff all over again, talking underneath him and whatnot, being disrespectful. Uh, but this guy re- looks at Councilman uh, only and says, you seem to be in the best interest of the vendor as opposed to the constituents. And I thought that was a very, very observant, uh, needless to say, observant. Do you agree with that, Michelle? I do. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and based, and and you're absolutely right, Jude. Uh, to be questioned about your credibility and what you know, and for how many years, and how to write a demand letter. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. So many. And, and by the way, there's a lot of people that have been doing something for many years and still aren't very good at it. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. But that's just, absolutely fair. Just the fact that he he was questioning Cliff's. Are you? What side are you on? And here's a guy that wasn't part of the whole process. He's probably d- be dealing with a lot. Of, I don't know if he's sitting in another city meetings <laughs> elsewhere, uh, but uh, very astute observation, needless to say. So this is what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to take a call here because this gentleman's been waiting. Uh, m- m- Jude, whoever wants to put the headsets on, we only have one pair. <laughs> and I know that's the way it is at this point. So let's just see what this person has. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hey, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray, uh, we we have a guest in the studio. Do you have a question for Jude Seymour today? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of sick of the city issues. I, I shouldn't even have called. We uh, can talk <laughs> about the bay if you want. Uh, but no, no, that's all right. Thanks, Ray. Ray, call me tomorrow, all right? I was going to talk about something totally different and 
But you know what? Nobody cares. Bye. All right. Talk. Well, you know, the, the thing the thing that Ray, Ray has to realize is he has to listen to the show to at least know what's going on here. You know? All right. Uh, we have another caller. Sorry. Hi, you're on the air. What's going on, Glenn? Did you watch the Jerry Springer, the new AMP 2023 show last night? Uh, are you referring to city council meetings at uh, City Hall, um, uh, Jason Trainer? Yes. Uh, Cliff only was attacking the yes. mayor. Yeah. By the way, is anyone lawyer, listening to the show, by the way? He's doing a WWE <laughs> on him when Lisa jumped in. No, I know. All right, so, Jason, uh, we, we and we were talking about that, and I'm glad you brought it up, uh, but we have Jude Seymour in here along with Michelle Lefebvre, uh, both commissioners for the uh, for both parties in the election uh, process up here. Do you have a question? Because you are running for city council, Jason. Well, um, I, I, I don't have a question, Glenn, but I do appreciate them looking at my petition and find nothing wrong with it. There was, after the fact, I found out that they weren't registered voters. Mm. Um, they they stand by me, and they stand by my petition. So I want to thank both the uh, Republican commissioner there in, in, on the air and yeah. the Democrat. Yeah, and, 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 Democrat. and by the way, Jason, if you were listening, Michelle is with us here, too. So we have both parties uh, represented here. So uh, that, that's great. Well, congratulations on that, Jason. I'm going to move on, but thank you, my friend. Well, one other thing, uh, yeah. Glenn, is I, I sent you a video. Yes. Um, about uh, uh, Cliff Only. Right. Now, I've been talking Who's Cliff to Only? And <laughs> Sorry. All right, I, I, I'll get to, I'll get to it. Jason, I got to go. I'll get to it. So what, what Jason's talking about is yet another controversy because Cliff Only was instrumental in getting a woman and her daughter and dogs, whichever, into an apartment complex. And now they, there's, there's a video out there that uh, Jason uh, shared with me, uh, s- suggesting at least that uh, this, this is all part of a setup where, hey, we give you an apartment, but you got to show up to city council meetings and essentially talk good about us. You know anything about that, uh, uh, Michelle or Jude? We have not experienced that, any interaction with, with that individual. So Would that seem to be something, uh, again, you know, people do favors for one another. I give you a donation for your campaign. You look the other way when there's an ordinance issue, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, that's politics. That's sure. corruption, mind you. Sure. But is it, it? do you think that uh, in, in this particular case, this, this woman now is housed uh, as a Cliff was instrumental, along with others, to, to provide this. But, again, the video actually is the woman herself. She says, well, as part of this, i got to go to city meetings and talk like this. So she let the cat out of the bag. Um, does that sound like collusion? What, what does that sound like to you, So Jude? I guess one of the things I want to be careful about is that Cliff makes a lot of accusations about our office yeah. that are not founded on the facts. And, and frankly, I don't know enough about this situation mm-hmm. to opine uh, yeah, about what may be going on here. Mm-hmm. I guess in general, I would say that there are there are laws uh, about um, providing services to individuals in exchange for votes right. or yeah. right. for, for right. certain things. Favors. Um, but again, just like we told Councilman Only when he was making suggestions about us engaged in voter suppression, yeah. somebody's going to have to come forward with evidence and make a complaint. Right. Um, until then, it's it's literally just sort of the whisper campaign, which we're we're, we're used to, and we yeah, you sure. know I'm sure we've all engaged in or whatever. Right. But right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be remiss to to say anything because I, I really just don't know what the full situation is. There. Yeah. So. Now I, again, is once again, it's that Cliff guy, <laughs> but it's not Cliff Lashway, <laughs> who's yet another person that's running for city council, and. Um, and uh, he's he's got a lot of signs out there, just for the record, because I've seen his signs out there, along with Jason. Ten total. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have these candidates, not only on this show, but Jeff Graham's going to be bringing him in as well. Oh, nice. To talk. So it's going to be very, very active. Let's take another call before we actually do our first break. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hey, Glenn. Um, I'm not so happy about Natural Bridge being changed all the way to Carthage. Stani. I mean, that's, you're talking ten miles. Hmm. That's a long ways. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's talk about Natural Bridge. All right, uh, thanks, Donnie. Um, that's a really that was a really tough decision. Um, mm-hmm. We knew that that was going to impact uh, individuals, but we also knew um, from talking to the legislator locally, Dan McBride, that people who live in Natural Bridge are used to going to Carthage for a lot of things. Right. Um, right. And he had a great quip that said, "Unless you're used to uh, living off the ice cream stand, you know you got to go into Carthage for for, for, your, some, for, for something." You, you know. I bet you they don't have a. Do they have a post office in uh, in Natural Bridge? You know they might. 
Because um, they've been closing up close offices left yeah. and right in recent years so for the same reason. So it's important to remember, too, that we're not – this is not a daily obligation or weekly obligation. This is – now for Natural Bridge, this, this year will be a one-time obligation, right? Mm. And so to the extent that you don't want to leave Natural Bridge – um, you know, Donnie would 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 uh, qualify for an absentee. So, you know, we would encourage him that if he doesn't want to leave Natural Bridge to 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 qual- you know to apply. Is that a long is that a long process? You have to fill out an application. No, it's literally to go- going to absenteeballot.elections.ny.gov and mm-hmm. and knowing your last name, your first name, your date of birth, and right. your, the county that you live in, and right. answering a couple of questions. See, right off the bat, I could call me a fundamental traditionalist, but you know, once you go, like, oh, I'm going to go online so I can register to vote and I can you know put a field. It seems like, okay, great. You know, it's just like you can only get one registration per car, and some or other, you know, that's been working out. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like once you get away from the actual physical presence. Now, I realize military. I realize people living in Sudan. We have 14,000 Americans living in Sudan. Wow. And that, that crap hole of, of the world. How'd that happen? 14,000. So, obviously, people, Americans representing, you know, the, you know their, their, their country, they can't get to the polling places. So, they have to be taken care of. But it just, it really, really unnerves me uh, with this whole thing. And of course, you know, uh, the, the 2020 elections were heavily based on uh, on mail-in balloting. Yeah, I mean, so it we, seems like there's a lot of room for yeah, issues we, here. We get that all the time. But, you know, Michelle, explain the, the bipartisan way in which we receive a ballot. I think maybe that yeah. will help Glenn yeah. understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when we receive a ballot um, back, we have a bipartisan team. Um, it's actually our deputies. They go through... Um, and they separate the ballot from the envelope, and then they mix up the ballots um, before they open them. So there's no way to match the ballot with the voter. Okay. Uh, and th- there's yeah. a signature then, verification that yes. is the first step. Right. When we receive, yes, when we receive the ballot, they match the signatures to the applications and everything that we have on file. We right. make sure that everything is. So same. you're confident it is, it is just as, I guess you could say, I, I mean, fulfilling, I mean, it, it's just as good as the real thing. In other words, uh, a mail-in balloting is credible. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And, and, and again, because politically, I, I think about uh, 2016 was stolen. The Russians spent a lot of money on Facebook. And yet four years later, uh, I don't know, what are the percentages? Maybe you know locally, but you, you guys are smart. You know, what percentage of people across the country in 2020 actually did do mail-in balloting back back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I mean, because of the pandemic, we mm-hmm. saw we definitely saw an increase. Did you see, like, could I say it was, a, a, say, say, for instance, from 16 to 20, because you were here for, you know, you did sure. both. Mm-hmm. Would you say that uh, there was at least a maybe 25% difference? There was at least a 25% yeah. Would it be difference. a 40% difference? You know, I have to look at the numbers yeah. again, but I remember and, it but being I very. I remember it being a, a lot. Yeah, a lot more. more. And of course, and, and we're not even talking about early ballot, early voting, and so forth. Sure. So, but here's the question: uh, nationally, Donald Trump had what seven million vote more votes than he did four years earlier. Most for any incumbent, most for any incumbent, that includes Nixon, Reagan, anybody, and yet he lost by ten million votes. So that raises question. Well, we did audits up in Michigan. I mean, you know, Danny Francis is going to call it. We went through investigations in Arizona, here, there, and everywhere. Well, we counting the same false votes again and again and again. In other words, once you put in a, a you know a mail-in vote, vote from someone who just got a gas card for fifty bucks, so Jose Gonzalez was voted three times. We didn't know that, and yet months after that, they paid a lot of money with Giuliani and his team to count the same votes again. Do you see where I'm going with this, Michelle? If the vote was was wrong to begin with, were they counting that same vote again in the audits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that the vote was wrong to begin with. I think the vote was what the voters chose. So why why such a big were there that more pe- that many more bad grammar? Did we have so many? Uh, and I mean, w- w- the difference between sixteen and twenty was collectively over seventeen, maybe eighteen million votes. Were, were people that upset with Donald Trump, the orange man coming down the escalator that they, they came out of the woodworks this time under, under a rock? Do you look well, at it that way, Michelle? I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily they were all, you know, angry with him or whatever. Right. I think that, but I think that was one of, it was part of it. They, you know, wanted to change it. They either, you know, people so, came out in support of him, right. just like people came out in opposition of him. So you remember in yeah. 2020, we also had an edict from from the governor to to mail everyone and, a postage paid yes. absentee application. Right. And so we were putting a push on for 60,000 people to, to go through absentees. So, so all of a sudden there's a renewed interest right. in voting even in Jefferson County. Is that going to happen from this point going forward? Did that happen in 21 and 22? Did, it did, did not happen in 21 and 22. So, so does that... 
Does that surprise you, though, Jude? Does it surprise me in what, that, in what respect? In other words, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg spent $300 million of his own money just so the Democrats can win the state of Wisconsin. So when Chris Cuomo, or, or not, listen to me, when Andrew, Chris Cuomo, God forbid, it was bad enough we had. <laughs> That's an all interesting the, one. Yeah, imagine Fredo. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be any worse or better than what we have right now. Sorry, Michelle, but uh, hopefully it's a disaster. But nonetheless, it, and now I lost my frame of thought, but it, it's just like. It, you were we, talking we, about Mark Zuckerberg. We, we, we were lead, are we leading the witness when we give 60, when we say, hey, we really want you to vote this time. We didn't do this four years ago because we didn't think the guy coming down the escalator uh, was going to win. But now. We're going to encourage you because we need to win this back. Do you look at it that way, guys? Well, well I, okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go we ahead. Didn't, we didn't send them out because we were trying to... Seems like it. the governor did, though. Well, it's because there was a pandemic. She was trying to keep... Or he, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, while he was following keep, her. Keep everybody, you know, yeah. protected from that. Yeah. And do, you, so do, you, just, do, do you see where... I mean, and, but we haven't done that since. And remember, if I'm not mistaken, COVID just ended yesterday as far as, you know, officially because... And the law that expanded the um, being able to request an absentee because you might be mm -hmm. uh, in afraid of getting, right. you know, sickness is still is so, still there. So, and maybe other governors, particularly from blue states, initiated all this. But does that account for the the seventeen million voter difference from one four? I mean, did were there that many more eighteen year olds? Because let's face it, the average eighteen year old doesn't vote. We know that. But has that changed? We saw that in Wisconsin, Jude, uh, last two months ago, uh, with the uh, the uh, the state supreme court uh, um, uh, race. There, we saw a lot of people from the from the, uh, the University of Wisconsin. Are they being encouraged to kind of like tip the scales more so these days? I I don't even know what's happening in Wisconsin. Okay. I, I can speak pretty eloquently about what's happening in Jefferson are, County. Are, are younger people, are more younger people in Jefferson County voting in the last uh, couple of uh, cycles? You know, we're, we're making a, a good push. We're, tomorrow, actually, we're going to be in yeah. General Brown to uh, talk to seven, uh, econo uh, not economics, government and uh, social study classes about right. registering to vote, being becoming a poll worker. You can actually mm -hmm. become a poll worker at 17 years old. It's a good gig. Really? really. It's a good gig. Speaking of which, are we ever going to see 17, 16, and 15-year-olds vote, Michelle? Is that ever going to happen? Pelosi wants it to happen. She wants to influence those young kids to vote for her. Do you think your I, daughter's ready to vote? She's ready. Uh, my, yes, How old's your daughter? My daughter is 17. Okay. Um, she's been ready she's for... she's been ready. She registered to vote actually when she was six. Okay. Um, so she's been okay, so we didn't put her on at six, so, just to no, be clear. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> so your daughter is, is in tune. She's engaged, just like okay, yourself. Much. And because yeah. you, you come, she comes from a family that she... So she's familiar. Can I ask, is she a registered Democrat? Is she that, is a registered <laughs> Democrat. Yeah. Captain in the family. I love it. I, but the fact that she's engaged mm -hmm. and that uh, she's part of the process and she's not walking away and and uh, hanging out in clubs. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> not, but, I mean, I, I'm being rude and so forth. But yeah, I just to be engaged in the whole process. I don't care what side of the political coin you're on. I really don't. I know that sounds. Oh, how would you say? That? But the fact that I'm seeing more and more of that. And, and Jude, I got to tell you this, you know, being on the Republican side, and I know you have to be neutral, you have to be nonpartisan, you know, whatever, which way you want to look at it. Neutral is the is the best way of looking at it. But we're losing baby boomers by, I think the number is like five or 6,000 baby boomers die every day. Sure. And about three to 5,000 uh, people, uh, young, what are we up to, G uh, Generation Zers, whatever they're called, uh, are turning 18 years old. It seems like things are lopsided more so than ever before. It Absolutely. seems like we're losing the, the Republican base. Not all of them Republicans, mind you, but a lot of them are because the traditional American voters are going by the wayside. Dianne Feinstein, for instance, not exactly a Republican by any means, but she does represent the Democratic Party of the 20th century. But now they want to push her out and put in uh, Adam Schiff in her place, a progressive. So it seems like the progressives guys are, are taking over yeah, we just we just read a report um that came out that was talking about pre-registration of 16 17 year olds and realized that most of them almost 50 percent of them are registering without party affiliation there's a great big distrust of the two major parties so interesting we're not yeah. just seeing okay. um, you know right. a, a, a republican rejection but we're also seeing a major party rejection oh, awesome. and so now no party is becoming uh a, they don't vote the same. They're not a monolith, right? But right. they are becoming a force to be reckoned with here in New York State, in which no they're doubt. as big as the Republican and Democratic parties. I got to do a break, and we'll do this right now. The, uh, guys, we could be, we literally, I was like, wow, how's this going to go? <laughs> and it's, needless to say, it's going very well. I got to do a break. We'll be back right after this. If you're in the market for a new mattress, no one in. He's pretty much, uh, yeah, retired. 
Uh, wow, what? and Jim Levin, of course, just came in uh, to talk uh, to, to, to us and whatnot. Yeah, there goes the show. There goes the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes, Donnie's not listening anymore. Uh, well, stick around, uh, Jim. We're, we're having a good time. Wants to listen. That's right, exactly. <laughs> So, if you're just tuning in, we have uh, Jude Seymour along with Michelle Lefave, uh, both of which are the uh, respective commission, uh, election commissioners for your party. Jude with the Republican Party, uh, Michelle with the Democratic Party, uh, and you. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Groucho Marx has said it before. I'll say it again. You make a very lovely couple, just for the record. <laughs> All right. So, what's the magic word? Does anyone know the magic word of the day? Uh, the duck just came down. Uh, the duck. You guys, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, the secret word? No, well, the secret word, and he probably, you know what? It, he probably took it, but um, there's no, a... Sh- the secret word comes down, you win $100. Right. It was Groucho Marx to, to Bet Your Life. It was in the 50s. Oh, okay. And uh, it was one of the first game shows ever. And and now, believe it or not, Jay Leno has a version of it on Channel se- on channel 50, and it's awful. It's uh, absolutely, yeah. it's, it's on every day. I thought Jay was in a serious accident. Was oh, so yeah, he was. Well, so was Tiger Woods. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have another phone call. Let's, okay. If you could grab that, I'm going to take this phone call right here and see. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? What's happening? Hey, I'm calling about uh, a recent issue with... Uh, you know, on the Mayor Graham show. Oh, I, I, okay. I got it. I, I'm sorry to interrupt because we, I don't know if you've been, I, does anyone listen to this show anymore? Uh, we, we do have uh, in-studio guests today for the uh, election process. Do you have a question for Jude or Michelle or have you been listening? I got to ask you that. No, I haven't been listening. I guess I, I guess I would have a, a question for Jude, you know, if, uh, no, it would be about the polling districts. Yes. It seems kind of oh. odd that the polling districts seem to disappear from the north side, but not the south. I mean, just when you look at the map to the, yeah. you know, All right. I suppose, a normal common sense person that looks... All right, I tell you odd. what, well, he just heard your question. He's going to answer that. So please listen and uh, and give me a shout tomorrow about the other issue if you can, sir. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Jude, uh, north side, south side, you know, it's, it's that battle once again. First of all, is the fire department on the south side or the north side? I'm not. Uh, well, they 100%. used to have a fire department on the north side years ago, but those were apartments. <laughs> right, but I'm, I'm oh, actually, about, they have another one on the they, north side. Yeah. Flower Taylor Fire Station. Is that on the? Is that considered the south side? Oh, yeah. Anything south of the river. Is, okay. So yeah, it's a south one side. from the north and one from the south? Then? Yeah. So I guess you did. Okay. So so it's an equal, equal square, square. I mean, you took it from both? I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it had a lot to do with redistricting, as Michelle yes. mentioned. Um, yeah. You know, you look at the lines and you see where poll sites fall in relation to each other, and you just think, is there a way to do this better? Right. Um, you know, the the people that were coming to Midtown Towers, they were few and far between. So right. Right. we've spread them out to, to different poll sites for election day purposes only. But again, you still have early voting sure. in the city, and that's 72 hours of in-person voting over nine days. So what spearhead effort? Would there be, for instance, like when Donnie called in earlier and said, okay, if you can't get to your polls, there are options. If you have mm-hmm. a computer, if you're online, mm-hmm. and by law, you know, you know, the state and the, the feds, for that matter, have established where no matter if you're making nothing, you should have internet and you should be able to do this. You don't even need paper. How do you tell people that these are, we're closing things down, the world is changing, we're contracting, we can't get volunteers anymore, the old days are over However, you can vote this way. How do you get that word out? Send them a letter. Yeah, we send them a letter. Okay. That, but, you I know. mean, the, that and then I guess um, we'll be Coming on and it talking on, with you. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, which is great. But you know how things are because, you know, just people don't read a letter. People don't even write. You know, you guys didn't know who and then Groucho Lord, Marx was. People that, don't even know what letters right. are anymore. Then, then the Lord sent the helicopter and the Lord right. sent the boat. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, we we right. adapt. I totally agree. I guess you know the old expression: the only only one who like, who likes change is a baby. Uh, but but when you have to, and, and yeah, that sounds like the, you know, I'm making I'm mocking people, but I'm not. But uh, you know, people like to be recognized. Like for instance, in my case, I'm on the south. I'm where am I? I'm near the park, so I go to the Lutheran Church. Is it the Lutheran Church? Church of Nazarene. Church of Nazarene. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even know what church. It's the one with uh, carpeting on on the on the uh, mm-hmm. gymnasium floor, which yeah. is like every time I think about that, I'm like, oh my god, that's rug burn, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, but you know. For instance, is that an active poll place? Oh, very uh, active. Yeah, very active. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it, does it, it? Let me ask you. I mean, I live. No, I'm not in an. Af, I'm not in the Hollywood Hills, but is it higher income areas are more active in terms of polling places, Michelle? I think so. Okay. Um, 
And, and is that what Cliff is talking about when, when there's lower income? And, and can he just come to reality and realize that there are certain socioeconomic reasons why certain poll places that have been there forever are just not feasible anymore? Without insulting, I mean, I, I'm the one saying it. I mean, are lower income areas less inclined to vote? I guess is the question I'm asking. That's what the turnout seems okay. to show. I, I, yeah. That's just a national. I think it that's becomes a, a self-fulfilling right. prophecy. I mean, right, it know? does. It really does. Right. But you're going to have some people that say, hey, okay, I live here too. I live on the north side. Uh, why are you alienating me? But I guess it's just a shift in everything, uh, Jude. That's what it yeah, comes down to. Yeah, I mean, to. I would hope that people understand if they weren't aware of early voting, that that letter helps them If or talking about it at a council meeting or talking about it at the legislature meeting or talking about it at, on Channel 7 or with you guys. Right. Um, if they weren't aware of their, their options through absentee voting, right. um, you know, hopefully we've, we've educated them and we're con- going to continue to talk about this until people are probably sick of hearing us say the words absentee right. and early voting. Right, right, right. right, right because right. we want people to understand because we we made this analogy the other day, but we're going to throw a party, right? We're going to do all this all this work where mm-hmm. we get people together and say, "Hey, we're here, we're ready for you," or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And it doesn't matter if one person shows up or a thousand person people show up. We're going to pay those inspectors to be there. We're right. going to program all the right. the ballots and the machines and everything like that. Right. So we actually want people to show up. Sure, right, right. It's you like inviting you... people to a party right. and then they throw your invitation on the ground. Right, right, and you, you lose know? money. So how much money does it cost to operate? In, in the city of water, or, or in, in the whole county, guys? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard question to pin down. Right. You know, the elections inspectors get paid $245 for being there for 16 hours. And then there's, you know, four to six inspectors that are there. But you have to think about all the costs that are related to it. The trucking costs to get right. the, the right. sites there. People got to pick up the, the equipment. Right. They get paid. People got to bring it back at night. They get paid. You know, right. like right. everybody's got a little bit, right? right. And sure. so the fewer of those that you have, the more it, uh, the less it, allevi- it it alleviates some of your problems, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one of them is staffing Natural Bridge. Yes. It, you know, not to pick on Natural Bridge, but it's right. a hard one to staff, right? Right. Don't have that problem in the city so much, right? Mm-hmm. With the, with the staffing concerns, mm-hmm. but we do have, as Michelle alluded to, we do have a trucking concern, right? Which is that we're beholden to Penske and Ryder, which are are two local people that have the types of trucks that we need that are re- basically required by law in terms right. of transporting these voting machines and we can't just put them on the back of a pickup truck as right. some people have suggested it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so um and so you know we say hey we need five trucks and they say great great gotcha gotcha and then right. the day before they say oh by the way we only have three right right right, right. and then we're like scrambling it, it, you yeah know? yeah and, and, and I, I know i have another call here but i got before you go i gotta ask you about the dominion uh uh, uh the deal is that what you guys work with is is that are those yeah. the same so dominion where are they based out of michelle what do you know or you know is, is that toronto a, ontario canada, yeah, yeah, toronto, canada okay why do we always why do people always bring up venezuela is only because venezuela uses the same dominion product is that i believe what, that that was a misinformation okay, that got, got spread you. around by the, the Russia, by the Russians, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> who, who can say? I just kept on hearing that. Okay, so it's a Canadian product. They just made a boatload of money from Fox News. They haven't shared any of it with us, though. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any hats or could, could, I mean, koozies. What, 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 I mean, is that even anything? I mean, everyone followed the OJ. I mean, well, there was no trial. I mean, it was just set up for that day. Sure. Uh, Fox didn't want to be run through the mud for weeks on end, for, like uh, like the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, uh, trial a couple months back. So, but a boatload of money does that make dominion better are they going to get better at making efficient machines that aren't as heavy that you can you know what goes on from here from dominion going well, forward I mean, part of that is due to the not to get too much in the weeds is that is new york state certification is very very slow in terms of picking up new machines mm-hmm. so dominion actually has machines in other states that are far a, a past where where we're at personally right. Uh, they just haven't been certified for use here in New York State. So, um, is, is it a sophisticated machine? I mean, like I have this iPad right here. Steve Jobs created that, <laughs> and, and he did. Yeah. And it seems like you know that's a sophisticated piece of machinery. Your phone has more optics than a lot of the satellites that were that were launched into space over 20, 30 years ago. Is Dominion behind the times? Kind of like Nielsen Arbitron. They're still sending out diaries for people to fill out, like a like a midterm I exam. Just filled out one of those. Yeah, did you really? Oh, yeah. you're not supposed to tell me that, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yes. no, no, it's good. Uh, but uh, are they behind the times? Should they should should there be a better way? Should we, should we start looking at our voting process like we're on like American Idol? So I think there's definitely improvements that could be made. Absolutely, there's. Uh, 
Always improvement. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want to make one point, which I think you were sort of t- touching on that's important, right? I, I subscribe to the trust but verify sort of thing with Dominion, right? Which mm-hmm. is I don't trust the machines to give me the exact results. I audit the machines. Now, I don't personally do it. Our machine, right. our capable right. machine technicians right. do it. But right. it's by done as a bipartisan team, right? And so there's a, there's programming that happens beforehand, and then they do what we call the logic and accuracy testing. Mm-hmm. They actually pre-populate the ballots, they fill it in, they say, we know what the results should be, mm-hmm. right? And then they, they pull the tapes and say, did it conform to the results? Mm-hmm. And if it does, then it's safe to deploy, right? Mm. But then they don't say that it went right. right. They go back and they do an audit and they say, hey, we have the actual paper ballots. Let's count them by hand as a bipartisan team right. and see what we come up with and then compare it to the machine results. Mm. And I'm happy to say that in the 14 years that we've had Dominion, mm-hmm. we've never had a discrepancy that wasn't explainable. Well, right. isn't that something? And what would be a discrepancy? Like a, a, one of them just didn't go in right? It was upside down? It was crinkled? Like No, it's, it's actually more mundane than that. It's usually that somebody uh, wrote their write-in past the box okay. uh, and yeah. said treated it as two and right. not one vote or whatever, or, or right. wrote their write-in in a different place or circled their vote instead of filled in the oval. It's, okay, and did they use a number two pencil? <laughs> That's another thing. Did, did you guys have that experience when you were younger? You can only use a number two no, pencil? With the yeah, scantrons, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I was. So, yeah. so if someone brought in the wrong pencils uh, the day of the election, does that screw things up for the for the election well, process? Well, we use pens, so yeah. Oh, you use pens. Yeah. That's right. Okay, because I just remembered the pencils for the SATs. Uh, one last call. Uh, Michelle has the honors. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, thank you, Mr. Curry. Hey, great guest today, man. Yeah. Uh, on the air, but not the mayor. I want to. I just want to say thank you to them for coming out here and for a couple reasons. And I want to leave this show, if I'm the last caller, with some good positivity here. So first off, you know, after 2020, my wife signed up to be a, a pollster. Yeah. Uh, not a pollster, but a, work at the polls. And she was completely impressed by the meticulous training and care that the poll workers do. And and she kind of talked me through the stuff that happens when. The machine doesn't take a vote and how they're very by the book. So yeah. I appreciate these two coming out here and responding. Oh, I appreciate confidence. that. I got to go only because we have a minute left. But those are very kind words, my friend. Thank you for that. Thank, Thank you. you indeed. So what? And uh, just to let uh, uh, Jude in on that, uh, his wife was part of the polling process. This man is a soldier. He's a, a part of the military community. Calls up the show, and uh, she was very impressive how they trained them. So the training hey. process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Jude was all like, "Well, what are they talking about me?" Uh, no, it was all it was all good. So there is training process. Two hundred fifty dollars a day. That's a good day's work. Yeah, and we pay you for training too, forty five bucks. So do we're doing really? Yeah, we're doing. And training you can't get people to do that on the north side. I know, right? We can do. Sorry. We're doing it in September. So. Listen, all right, Jude Seymour. We got to do this again. Michelle Lefave, thank you very much for coming in thank today. You. Thanks for having us. And uh, this is uh, this is recorded. I'll send you the links and so forth. And thanks uh, once again. Uh, and hopefully we can get you guys on the hotline show one of these days. <laughs> I know we laugh about that, but you know, it says Jeff is back. Uh, and as we get closer, if if you could, if we can get you back in for the Jeff show, I gotta go. Right now, AM 1240 WA10 What Makes This Legal. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. More than 11,000 union writers are on strike in Hollywood. Kevin Armento is picketing outside Netflix today. He says writers aren't getting paid enough, they don't get residuals from streamers, and writers' rooms are getting smaller. We're working class, middle middle class workers, and we're being turned into a part of the gig economy that's 